Hi, this is Kenya Goviak, and welcome to my magical cottagecore life. Today, I want you to pull out your big book of stuff and maybe turn to the section in the green areas because today we're going to do something fun. We're going to talk about a skill or an exercise or a craft, whatever you want to call it. And it's going to be an easy one, but it takes patience, but it is definitely a lot of fun. And you can prepare even now for it for spring because pretty soon the violets are going to start popping up. I give it another, maybe another month. So you could start with the violets. That's the one I recommend because the other flowers that might be popping up now, depending on where you are, may not be suited to ingestion by humans. So step back, uh, get your book of stuff, take out your pen, and let's prepare to learn about how to make flower sugars. Now I know you might be looking at whatever you're playing this podcast on and saying to yourself, what is a flower sugar? You make flower sugars by basically flavoring your sugar with flowers. I mean, it's really kind of self-explanatory to a point, but I don't really think that many people get a chance to do it or talk about it. So that's why I want to talk to you about it now. And I like sharing things with my friends. So I want to share this with you. And yes, I have made them. I make them every year. I enjoy them. So this is not something that I'm telling you that is impossible for you to do or is something that's going to be beyond your skill set. It really comes down to understanding flowers, how they work as far as how to extract uh, the plant flavor from the flower petals and put them into your sugars. And there's a couple of things you want to keep in mind before we start getting down to how to do it. And one of the things is whether or not you're vegan. Why does this matter? If you are a vegan, you may have a different experience than someone who is not when it comes to selecting your sugar. Because as you may know or may not know, white sugar is not necessarily vegan because many times white sugar is processed with animal bones. So even though it's not always done that way, it is not unusual for it to be done that way. So if that's something that matters to you, you may want to watch out and look out for a vegan sugar. There is such a thing as vegan sugar. And, you know, maybe make that part of your kitchen cabinet repertoire. For those of you who are not necessarily vegan, but do want to go along the line of having something like that, it doesn't hurt to check that out either. Also, I want to talk a little bit about the different kinds of sugar. You can go with white sugar, you can go with cane sugar, brown sugar, there's light and dark, and there's other plant sugars because there's beet sugar. It really comes down to the sugar that you're going to deal with in your practice. So find the sugar that works for you best, for you best, and that's where we're going to go. But I do caution you, the heavier, less processed sugars will have that initial deep 
tone flavor that they already have. So, you know, if you're going to use sugar in the raw, you need to understand that that little deep earthy tone is not going anywhere. It's just going to be complemented by your flour. So let's get started. Another flower that you might want to, you know, think about planting, or if you already have, are roses. Roses, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful species of flower. And you want to be careful though, because some of the roses don't have a pleasant taste. Also, understand that when you're using roses, you want to use preferably um, organically fed roses because when you're fertilizing your roses, some organic feed is fine, but some of the feed is chemical and it, it's specifically made for roses that are not going to be ingested. So make sure you watch out for that before you make rose sugar. The next thing you want to look at as far as a flower that might be tasty and that might be something you want to grow is calendula, which is a lovely tasting flower and is also good for you. So that definitely would be another flower. If you don't mind a little bit of licorice taste and going toward later in the season, uh, anise hyssop is a really good one. And you'll have a little bit of licorice. Same thing with fennel flowers, but again, we're looking a lot uh, further on into the season to give you that licorice kick. So it really comes down to what kind of flower you're drawn to. Hibiscus flowers will give you that kind of uh, depending on which one you use, that little kick of like a little bit of sour. And then if you use Rose of Sharon, I really don't know how to, to describe that flower, especially if you get pollen in it, you'll have to taste it yourself. Uh, it, it does have a tiny bit of twang to it, but you'd have to check it out on your own. And of course there's basil, um, the basil flower, which will give you basil sugar. And I know you're like, well, what are you gonna use that in? trust me basil lemonade is actually really good so you have a whole host of flowers to choose from just make sure it's something that you like and understand that just because it smells a certain way it doesn't always mean it's going to taste that way so you have to experiment on what you'd like all right let's go to the next part so let's get down to practical application Making flower sugars is extremely simple. You're basically going to put a layer of sugar down in whatever container you're using. It should be at least as high as the first phalange of your finger, that first crosswise uh, horizontal mark on your finger, on your index finger. So if you were to put your finger down into the container, the sugar should come up to that first notch on your finger. Uh, and then after that, you're going to put in a layer of flowers. Now, the flowers, take them off of the stem. Completely detach all the petals and press the petals down, um, top side down into the sugar. And make sure it's a thick layer of flowers. I mean, we wanna make it really thick. They should not be dry. They should still be wet. You can uh, rinse them if you have to and dab them dry understand though that a lot of the flowers have nectar so my recommendation would be maybe to uh, rinse them before you pick them but not wash them 
uh, and don't rinse them unless they have bugs or something on them. If it's you've washed, if you've rinsed them last night and you wake up in the morning and you pick them before it gets really bright outside, like around dawn, you shouldn't have to do that much because that way it still has its nectar and everything's all bursting with flavor and freshness. So you push it all down into there. Once you've got yourself a good layer, put another layer of sugar right on top of that same thing. Try to make it about as thick and just sandwich that over and over again until you fill up your container. But remember, you want to push everything down. You're bruising the flowers so that they release their essence and just push them down really hard. Pack that jar, really pack it. So you want to have as many flowers or flower petals as you can in that jar and just really pack it down in there. Uh, you can use a wooden spoon to push everything down. And let's talk about wooden spoons for a moment. You really should be boiling your wooden spoons every once in a while to get some of the oil out and other impurities. And yes, I understand people say that they want to season their wood and that you don't want to take the flavor away, but I promise you it won't hurt them and it keeps them really good. So once you boil them and clean them, you oil them back with a little palm oil or lard or other kind of oil to keep them uh, sealed for the finish, but you do want to clean them. So. You know, just a little word to the wise on that. But anyway, you can smush them down, and that way they, they really get pushed in for the flavor. Then put them in your cabinet and walk away. Now, leave it for about a week at least, or even longer, and then after a while you'll have this perfect concoction. But my recommendation is check on it every few days and smush it down if it feels like they're beginning to depress. That's absolutely fine. Uh, you want to keep crushing it down, crushing it down. You can do the same thing. It doesn't have to be in a mason jar. You can do it in a clay pot. You can do the same thing in a Ziploc bag if you absolutely had to. But the jar is easier to store and it's pretty good. I don't recommend doing it in cans. Uh, there's a tinny flavor and it doesn't react the same with every flower. So I do recommend you try to go with a jar plastic jar. But if you don't have that, you can use uh, peanut butter jars, little plastic jars. Um, just wash them out really well. If you're allergic to peanuts, warn people because sometimes there's still that oil in there. But if you're not, I mean, if they're allergic, um, if you're not allergic to peanuts, you can use that peanut butter jar and it has that nice handy dandy seal. Anything that's a jar that has something that you weren't allergic to usually can be used. Don't use tomato sauce jars for obvious reasons, but yeah. That's what I'd recommend. And there you go. That's the easiest way to do it. Now let's talk about how to use them. Flower sugars can be used on cookies. They can used on, be used on sweet or safe dishes of food. They can be used on biscuits. And they can be used in sandwiches. What do I mean? Okay, so let's talk about dill. If you make dill flour sugar, you can mix that into a really nice uh, cheese, like a creamy cheese. It doesn't always have to be cream cheese, by the way. There's other creamy cheeses. Um, a nice cream cheese and put that on a cucumber sandwich for your afternoon snack. And it really is good. Hey, I'm one of those people. I'm all about the cucumber sandwich. It doesn't just have to be for fancy occasions. And it doesn't always have to have the crust removed. You know, cucumber sandwiches for life. Hey, gang, gang. 
but seriously you can you can use these wonderful uh, cucumber cucumber um, sandwiches at any time but flour sugars are really good another flour sugar you can use on a nice sandwich would be the lovely and my favorite lovely lovely favorite in the world rose sugar and I like to use rose sugar when I'm making a lemonade it gives it a, a different kind of taste and if you add it to pink lemonade it is mm, chef's kiss another sugar you can use is you know we already talked about violet sugar but you can mix violet sugar with rose sugar and then you can put them on fairy grapes and those are really tasty uh, fairy grapes for those who have never heard of them you take a few bunches of grapes snip them to where there's two or three per uh, little piece that you've snipped away from the bunch and then you roll them in basic granulated sugar that's called fairy grapes well if you add fruit sugars or even or flower sugars or any other kind of unusual sugar like an herb sugar you've got yourself a wonderful treat and it's great for a garden party and because of the unusual palette that you've created there for flavors you can add other things like cheeses meats it's really fun to experiment and I do recommend you try it you can do the same thing with making flower honey but we'll talk about that another day because there's a little bit more to that so let's move on so now that you've got down the basic technique you can experiment with flavor blends and you can experiment with sweet versus savory um, sour versus licorice I know licorice is has its own category for me it's just it's its own thing I just I don't put them with anything else they have their own thing but mint is one of the th ones that are really fun to do this with and if you mix mint with rosemary or mint with basil it is a good thing it is so nice and you don't have to just do flowers you can also do herb sugars too and again we're going to talk about that in another episode but one of the best things to use flower sugars with in this particular case is to use it with love and make them into small gifts for your friends. If you make a gift out of a small container of flower sugar and you wrap the little jar in like some sort of fabric, like a really cute fabric and put a ribbon around it or a doily around it with a ribbon and you give it as a gift with a little bitty cute card maybe one that you've made and maybe some flower seeds you have really created a thoughtful moment between you and the person who has received it so that would be something to think about so as you're planning your your season coming up this year um maybe plant with this in mind it's very cottagecore it's very cool and it's very much something that you can do so i do hope you try it I wanted to take a moment to let you know that if you like the music of this episode, this is Midnight Tale by Kevin McLeod, and you can find it on his website on Incompetech. I listen to this website as far as the snippets all the time for background music when I'm making my little how-to videos for my friends and when I'm doing things that require me to just be able to transcend my environment and just get into the zone especially when you're beating you need to be in the zone so if you really like that look in the 
description of this episode for more information on copyright, licensing, and being able to use his music as well. All right, back to the show. And with that, I think we've come to the end of our episode. I hope you try flower sugars. I hope you have a chance to taste them. I hope you get together with your friends or loved ones and make them and exchange them during the summer. We've got a long year ahead and hopefully the global condition will change so that we can start coming out in large groups again and meeting each other. But if not, we can definitely use the United States Postal Service. They definitely could use our business and that would be a great thing to do. I know that I will be making flower sugars this year for my child's godmother. Um, um, She is a a really nice lady. She's in Louisiana right now. So they're having a hard time with the cold and I want to send her some love. I might even send her some um, herb salt uh, just because, you know, the flavor signature is so much different. But I definitely think I will be sending her some of my stash of flower sugar this year, maybe to lift her spirits. You know, it's really hard right now out here with the cold, but I admire her so much. You know, she's got a business down there and I can't imagine how hard it is for her. She has a business called, what is it called? Um, I'm Pretty Too. That's what the name of her business is. It's really empowering. It's beautiful. And I really hope that this uh, gift that I'm going to send her will put a smile on her face. And if you know people who are going through something, um, you can make these gifts now. You can go to the local uh, grocery store and maybe get something, you know, like an herb and make an herb sugar. And maybe that would lift their day and brighten their mood. Or if you know a florist who has organic flowers, you know, some of them do, you can make an herb sugar and send it to someone you care about now. And that would be something you could do. And I did not forget, yes, you can make cannabis sugars. You you definitely can. Um, again, that it really comes down to what it is you would like to accomplish but where it is legal go for it you can definitely make them it's the same process so that being said um i hope this episode was somehow a happy moment for you in your day i do love to share techniques and fun with my friends and we're friends right so i'll see you next time here on the next episode of my magical cottage core life